0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 40 of On the Flank, the Big Four Zero. Uh I am one of your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Joe, how's it feeling to be on 40, the 40th episode?
1: It's crazy. We're like, I guess that's like 10 months, but we still have 12 more weeks, so it's like nine months.
0: Yeah. Oh, my Gotta God. Gotta love yeah, it's, 30
1: and 31 day months
0: it's almost been we started this in like august of last year so it's almost been an entire year um, we're getting close to 50 it's gonna be a big one episode 40 not gonna be as big joe right we, <laughs> we don't have too much on the docket today
1: yeah so happens when you have to stretch out like four weeks of off season into whatever it was
0: <laughs> yeah and we, we could have fit this pacific atlantic showdown stuff in here we'll briefly go over them but me and joe to be honest didn't watch too much of it so uh yeah we i mean we took this off season or this little mid-season break to heart and we we actually took breaks and uh from watching overwatch specifically so we didn't we didn't watch too much of either the atlantic or pacific but we'll briefly go over results we could have talked about pacific last week on our show because it it's been done for for a little bit now but um yeah, the Pacific <laughs> the Pacific Showdown went down, which if you don't know is um a nice little LAN event between uh all the contenders from Pacific area, which is Australia, China, Korea uh and Pacific contenders in a double elimination bracket. It was the finalist of contenders Korea, finalist of contenders China and then the champion of contenders Pacific and Australia. Uh, so six teams. And uh, Element Mystic ended up winning it in a 4-2 series against O2 Blast. So the two Korean teams were the ones that were in the championship in the end. And of of course, um, I believe, well, actually, yeah, uh, yeah there was a, one of the Chinese teams, the one winner, made it to the Losers Finals. And then, so they got third. And then Talon Esports from Pacific Contenders got fourth. Um, and then Order and Lingen Esports uh, got 5th and 6th so Element Mystic is I mean O2 Blast I've heard of before but most of these teams um, I haven't heard too much of of before and organizations either Uh, but Element Mystics, uh, a very recognizable name obviously most of their players from last season are in Overwatch League now so it's a completely new team um, but it's a good team apparently Joe
1: absolutely yeah And it's um, as far as you know like a competitive format goes I, I really like um we you know the, at least the idea um, of trying to have this you know showdown type structure I mean you know bringing together all the different regions um eventually we'll have the gauntlet later in uh like October or something I feel like uh, yeah October um and, and to be able to see you know yeah all these teams play together super cool um I mentioned, you know, uh, if you're like us and you didn't go back and watch it, it's probably worth watching, you know, the, the finals or the last couple of matches especially.
0: Yeah, uh, I definitely think so. Uh, so winning, in relation to the gauntlet, I believe winning the Pacific Showdown earned Korea, Contenders Korea, one additional invite to the gauntlet. Um, so they determined... I guess the last two invitations to the gauntlet of their 10 teams in the gauntlet, uh, they determined their region based off who performed well in these showdowns. Korea won. So they earned that extra, uh, invite. While, uh, if we talk about the Atlantic showdown real quick, that happened a lot more recently. Um, fusion university won that one in dominant fashion, uh, per usual. (laughs) And they earned an additional invite um, for North America East. Or maybe not. They're, or just maybe North America in general. I don't know. Uh, On the Wikipedia see, there's, page, there's, I'm confused.
1: There's two North America East and two North America West
0: spots. Yep, um, which is confusing me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not uh, even. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh,
0: but that's still a lot of... Yeah, I don't know. That's still a lot of spots for North America. But the Atlantic Showdown was between was between the champion of NAEs, champion of na west um and then runner up the runners up of east and west faced off for the last spot uh and that went up to, that went to atlanta academy um, and then you had champions of uh korean or contenders south america and the finalists of contenders europe which uh, were the british hurricane and angry titans and then loki esports was the south american uh representative but yeah um this was pretty na dominated event that's all i heard on twitter all the time and when i was watching briefly um is that na just dominated basically um and eu contenders fans were in shambles
1: yeah, the, uh, the only, probably the closest match, uh, you know, across the Atlantic was um, uh, Team Envy versus British Hurricane. I mean, um, I think uh, this was like the one map of any of the gauntlets that I actually watched just because it happened to be on, and uh, like British Hurricane won their, their very first control map 200-0, to zero. Uh, and it, it wasn't looking good, uh, but then of course Team Envy went all the way and got second.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: in the whole tournament. But yeah, it was this probably the closest series. We yeah, have Fusion University three anchor Angry Titans, uh, who where did they even come from? Oh, they got a buy the first time, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, it was the rest of it wasn't so close.
0: No. Fusion University continues their dominance and they're dominating so much. We're gonna we're gonna make this go into our news segment here. They're dominating so much, Joe, that um they have decided that they're going to be playing in korea contenders trials now that's not the uh, that's not the main reason the main reason is they're mostly made of korean players now and there's a uh, there's a little lock on regional players and contenders so they they kind of have to move to korea unless they want to drop their or players. drop half their team <laughs> yeah exactly um But I didn't even, when I heard this news, I was like, is this a joke? Like, I don't, I thought it was a joke for a second. Like, they won, and now they're jokingly like, North America's too bad for us. Um, Because I didn't think they could actually move to Korea as Fusion University. Um, I thought they had to, since they represented Philadelphia, um, they had to stay in North America. But that's not true, apparently, Joe.
1: Yeah, definitely not.
0: Yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see them in Korean contenders, especially since they've just ever since last contenders year in 2018, they have been the dominating force in whatever contenders division they've they've been in. Um, they've always won. They just lost their first game this past season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see them against Korean teams constantly instead of these other teams that... I mean, some of them have been able to challenge Fusion University, but not too many people have been able to touch how good their roster has been um, yeah, in their coaching. And
1: they only, you know, they only dropped one map uh, in the Atlantic Showdown to Team Envy. Yeah, it's um, e- even with you know a flexible roster. I mean, they brought Snillo um, in here for the Showdown. It sounds like he's also. I think I read he's also traveling with them to Korea. Wait, because it sounds like they're actually going to Korea to yeah. compete, which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Elk, who's uh, signed two ways, uh, but he'll be uh, sounds like he'll be spending the rest of the season on Fusion University specifically.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting.
1: Yeah, he's he's going. Um, and then big names. If you've been following the team, I think you probably knew this season or the last couple of seasons, because I didn't recognize they've added a support player. I think called Karkar. Uh, but people like Bernard and Alarm are still there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good team. <laughs> yeah, and I was mentioning before the show too that I suppose um, going to Korea means that they could um, uh, to try to get Who Are You back from Meta Athena and, and compete with Who Are You. I don't know if that's you know something they they have a plan to do or not, but that could be interesting.
0: Possible, definitely possible. Uh, but that's that's an interesting move, and I'm excited. It's going to shake up North America too because we won't be seeing Fusion University just win all the time. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be a big shakeup in the contender scene, in in total. And um, I, you know, I got to respect the move from Fusion University. They're, they've they've even mentioned they mentioned in in posts on Twitter that this move matters to them most because they've always used it sort of as a as a place to farm those players to to bring them to overwatch league to to their to philadelphia fusion obviously and i think they've been one of the contenders teams that have obviously used their contenders team to perfection um, compared to other other organizations and a bunch of organizations who have had to disband their contenders team or discontinue it for the time being because they just have been running it pretty poorly, um, or can't afford to run it because they they aren't even running their Overwatch League team correctly yet. So, um, props to Fusion University. This is a good move for them, uh, especially if they want if they want more Korean players. I mean, that's what you have to do with the region lock, you know.
1: Yeah, and you know, challenge them, seeing what they're made of. I mean, you know, if nothing else, um, you know. If they uh, move over to Korea and then continue to have this kind of success you know that's that's good for the players um, you know even if they aren't picked up by a team like fusion uh, to, to, to have that uh, cross team experience outside of you know like the gauntlet uh, but just like in a regular season it's gonna be super cool yeah
0: uh, totally agree and we haven't seen I mean has how many players because there were a bunch of players on Fusion University that just didn't end up going to Fusion, like Zach went to Dallas Fuel and all that stuff. Um, but we've seen like Elk go up to to Philadelphia Fusion and stuff like that. So it's not like guaranteed. I think one of the issues is it's not guaranteed that 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 player is going to your Overwatch League team, which I think some people are upset oh, yeah. about. But um, so we could yeah, I think- we could see the, these players on any team.
1: Yeah, I think it's something like the the parent org has like you know right a first refusal or something. Yeah, for if they do get a contract.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if it's been, maybe it has just been their fault. Maybe they've just been like, well, we don't we don't care about Zach or these, or anyone that much. We'll we'll take the money for for them taking this player or something like that. Um, but yeah, we have some more. We have some more Florida news, of course. Um just all over the place. Uh but yeah, we've got a apply to Vic, um an awesome guy who is now SNT. Is that right, Joe? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's as of this season I think um he he's been a sub for Florida but also kind of a coach. Um but yeah, for this whole season basically.
0: Yeah. Um they are officially off, Florida, ma'am. Uh, officially, so. Um.
1: Yeah. So now it's um, on paper. Florida is actually um, officially now in all Korean roster. Yeah. So congratulations, you did it. Hopefully, it was worth it.
0: <laughs> I think you just summed it up perfectly. Congratulations, you did it. You've made a you've made a Korean roster, as if that is like the hardest thing to do. Uh, yeah.
1: So, f- for all of you with uh, a Florida Mayhem Whiplash at home, uh, their roster now going into stage three is uh, Sia player, Zephyr, Hagapun, Chris, BQB, Swan, and Fate uh, from that trade with the Valiant. hmm. So,
0: um,
1: seven players. Oh, and Byron also. Yes. I, I missed him.
0: Yeah. Um, so completely what's interesting is awesome guy is korean so they they it's that's true. that's they spit in his face everyone else they <laughs> dropped is not korean but they said no we don't want you even though we have all koreans um but yeah they i mean making an all korean roster is one thing and winning is another so they're gonna have to do the second one as well um
1: I feel like we always say this. Apologies to the Florida Mayhem fans. Yes, but <laughs> they've they've got quite a lot to prove. I mean, <laughs> I even
0: Joe, even the one person, one guest we've ever had is affiliated with the Florida Mayhem. So we, it's true. It's true. <laughs> we got we have to thank them in some ways, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. And in, in other in other news, over at Toronto, Asher has retired um he's been asher's been here since last year asher was on gladiators Gladiators. yeah um and now he he made his way to toronto this year and he is now retiring uh from overwatch we're seeing we're seeing more and more retirements around here which is kind of sad yeah
1: i think he probably played more in two stages for toronto than he did in a season for um, la yeah so i mean that's something
0: but yeah i mean to be fair the gladiators had like a rotation going so that he he definitely was more of a stand toronto uh that then didn't, didn't have a they don't have a dps rotation really going um until they've added i'm 37 of course uh to be commissioner very soon maybe
1: <laughs> yeah they might need asher back in that case
0: yeah They're out there that's true. But they've now on, had the Toronto Defiant have now had two of their DPS players retire in the middle of the season. Stellar um last so, month and now Asher. Which is eh. not fun for them, obviously. Um uh, but they they'll they'll make do. This is I mean, they just picked up two people from their contenders roster. Uh neither of them are DPS players, but <laughs> uh they they've got they still got a good amount of people on their mm-hmm. roster. They got uh nine. Yes. Nine player rosters, so and they, they can always get more. Um, me and Joe obviously haven't been that impressed by Toronto so far. So uh, the more people that retire, the worse. But we'll, <laughs> well, I'm still rooting mm. for Toronto. I like Bishop. I love Gods. So now I'm, I'm rooting for Toronto a little bit more here. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about those three pieces of news before we already get into our predictions?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's... Uh... You know, talk about these predictions. Talk about these roster changes. You know, that uh, it, it occurred to me earlier today that we actually haven't, um, as a, at the time of recording, we haven't gotten official uh, map pool for stage three. I guess it might be posted like in in the oh, matches, wow. um, and we haven't gotten. Uh, we we don't officially know what patch they're playing on. I assume it's not, uh, or I assume it's the live patch currently. Uh, but, oh, like, yeah. we haven't we haven't gotten any of that officially yet. Usually they put out, like, a press release or, like, an Overwatch League.com article. Yeah. But they haven't yet.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing it's the live patch, though. Um, and, yeah, no map pool yet. No map pool at all.
1: I, I think um, it was, like, Super or something who supposedly leaked on stream that, uh, that Paris was in. But, I mean, that's not but, super surprising.
0: That's one map we got yeah. one map <laughs> it is hard to predict it's harder for us to do predictions if we don't know the maps joe this is yeah. I, i'm gonna get mad at overwatch league if i get things wrong i have every yeah. right
1: <laughs> and of course based on our uh our luck either like immediately after we've stopped recording or probably tomorrow on tuesdays when they'll release all that information but
0: yeah still um there was one more piece of news that came out from richard lewis that is still a rumor um but i think it's very important to blizzard esports um which is overwatch league obviously also some hearthstone and call of duty call of duty world league which is adding city-based teams as well um but apparently there are a bunch of more high profile blizzard staff that are going to leave of course we saw nate or leave um but according to Richard Lewis they uh they they have some morale problems specifically because of Pete Vallistolka who we talked about last week on our show who's supposed to be the, uh, the sort of interim um commissioner of the Overwatch League but apparently uh he's uh not not too good of uh, of a guy because he uh, one source said the focus has become commercializing the esports titles instead of making good programs for the community. Many people internally are laying that on Pete, and it has crushed morale among the Call of Duty and Overwatch teams, especially. Uh, so apparently, Pete is focused a lot more on making making that big, making those big dollar bills, um, while everyone else on the team was very not focused on that and more with making a fantastic community and a fantastic league that everybody would love uh so morale is extremely down you don't like to see that joe do you you really don't
1: yeah no and you don't like to hear those reports either i mean <laughs> uh, you know that's that's not something i read but yeah it's not uh, not super good sounding uh, you, you gotta hope they're shooting for more than that um uh, to, for you know some of these house you know we saw in the last six months probably that they're you know turning it down a lot uh, uh their support for hearthstone like the whole game completely but also their esports uh, you know stuff like that we just want to see as much as we can
0: mm-hmm. um i mean right i think this quote from a s- supposedly another source hits home for me best Um, They said, right now, there's a feeling that a lot of the senior management just don't understand eSports, but there's no room for negotiating with these people. They are convinced their vision, which is more in line with televised sports, is the right way to go and has just made people miserable. Um, Over here, and I'm working with Echo Fox, obviously, and I've seen so many eSports decisions from a lot of orgs in in League of Legends Uh, definitely not Echo Fox but a lot of other ones that especially League of Legends who have been bought out by so many NBA uh, organizations we've seen people who are more successful and those people are the ones who say okay I'm going to own this I own this team or league or whatever but I don't know that much about eSports I just have money and I'm into sports competition, so I'm going to let the people who know esports sort of control and run this for me. And those people are the most successful people and the most successful teams. Uh, And it seems like with the Overwatch League you had people like Nate Nanser, you had people who really cared about esports, versus Pete who comes from sort of Fox Sports and, and all these traditional sporting things. Um, sort of butting heads whereas Pete and them sort of think they're right just because they have that experience in sports uh, while they don't realize esports is a little bit different while I do think there are similarities I think esports definitely has some differences especially in their audience uh, because yeah. most of their audience I would say a majority of their audience have have not watched sports before or just grew up playing video games and are not that into sports and like like to be entertained in different ways so you have to take that into consideration uh, which is very sad that pete and them aren't doing that they got to be more open they got to have some self-awareness that maybe they don't know as much about esports as these people who were clearly hired by blizzard because they know a lot about video games so uh that's rough
1: (laughs) yeah hopefully it's uh you know whatever reports are exaggerated hopefully
0: (laughs) yeah and that's what i liked about working with butler esports as well joe is is when we were working with the top people at butler and they wanted to support us they were asking us about everything they weren't telling us what to do they were like what they were asking me and probably luke now what what they should do and what and how they should do it uh, because we they know that we know more. We were just college students. We didn't have we didn't have any experience that they had, but they were still super open to just say, like, "I know nothing about this. like help us. And you need more people like that. Um, because obviously people like us in eSports, we're not like the rich millionaire people who can own these teams, but we know more than those than most of the rich millionaires that are buying these teams now, Joe. Uh, yeah, at least the
1: the theory of things. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, there's my little rant. That that'll make the episode a little bit longer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll work out. It'll work out. Yeah.
0: It's,
1: um it's just what it's what it's what they get when they have a a long season or a long season break.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you just get you get all this morale dragged down apparently. Um but yeah, let's let's move on to predictions we're, we're heading to stage three season is halfway done we're beginning we're beginning off um we've got four games to predict joe do you have the standings pulled up between me and you do you know what the difference is
1: uh the difference is oh like for the thing um yeah. i think it's like 23 and 21 i think you have like
0: 23 okay i'm Let me still see. in the lead i i do recall being in the lead
1: yeah yeah you have 23 I have 21 out of 40 matches we've done now
0: okay um do we have so, any extra storylines to watch besides of the matches we are predicting I mean there's some... I
1: mean we've we've got some rematches from early stage uh, or from from the first half of the season I mean we' see uh London Paris again this week I think no no
0: we've seen London Paris twice looking... already so we're not gonna see okay
1: what am I what was I thinking of then let me see. I don't know what I was we're
0: thinking seeing, We're seeing Boston-London, which could be interesting. Last time London blew them out, but um, Boston always has the chance for an upset. Um, yeah. Guangzhou-Chengdu again, another Chinese team matchup.
1: Houston's only got one match, but it's against New York.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Houston seems to show up in matches against really good teams, so maybe something could happen, but... We'll see what happens. We also have, we're not predicting Gladiators versus Fuel, right? That should also be a really good match. Gladiators have two great matches this week.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I don't think two Paris Boston should be a good one, too. Um, but besides that, I mean, the four matches we have to predict are going to be fantastic. And the first one starts off with the Giant Killers, the Atlanta Rain, uh, coming off two NYXL victories, facing off against the San Francisco Shock another giant that they possibly would like to to kill but do you think they can do it show is is atlanta just a good matchup against the likes? i mean san francisco's a whole nother ball game than the new york right
1: yeah that, uh, i'm pretty sure we're gonna have the same answer but uh, i think we i thought we said oh yeah. for i gotta go first. this last week that you have to start because yes. your head so um,
0: i'm i'm picking the shock uh, to win this one um it could <laughs> i don't know i don't think atlanta I think this will be 4 I don't think this one's going to be close. Shock win. What do you got, uh, Joe?
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, same thing for me. I mean, if it does happen and Atlanta picks this up, I think we're going to go absolutely nuts. Um, it's, just, it's fair to say. I mean, because um, uh, this is the only time outside of playoffs that uh, – uh, that they're gonna play which is cool uh, it's not like they're gonna get a second rematch like they did with New York but uh, but yeah you, you really can't uh, uh, bet against San Francisco shock because C- again there's like essentially zero things different from stage three to stage two um, as far as we know which is unfortunate but that's you know the reality we're looking at um, and yeah because of that it's not gonna get much different for this shock
0: yeah um do we am i gonna start taking atlanta more seriously if they beat the shock like this is i feel like i have to take them more seriously if they beat the shock Um, you would think yeah
1: i mean because they're not a bad team for sure they've got a homestand coming up at the end of stage three too
0: yeah so that'll Um, be interesting against pretty easy teams yeah Um, but yeah, so we both got the shock, and we will respect Atlanta even more if they win. For sure. Um, next one's Hangzhou Spark versus Philadelphia Fusion, which is on Saturday. We're skipping a day completely. Um, this is between Fusion, who did not make stage playoffs last stage. They had a good stage one, stage two, meh. Uh, and the Spark, exact opposite. Bad stage one, good stage two, um they made it to the semifinals upset London in the quarterfinals of the stage playoffs, so they're pretty hot both of these teams, middle of the pack in the standings uh, it's going to be a close one I guess I have to predict it first um, but I'm just going to go off recent form here because I. but it's hard because Fusion you never know Fusion's form um, but I'm going to go honk this I think they're just getting better and better and they're getting more used to they're getting rid of that stage fright, kinda, which is good for them. I'm going Spark.
1: Cool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not not super surprising, maybe that uh, that I am picking Philly here. Um, you know, partly, like you said, they are really uh, they are really comparable teams, and uh, to, to to have the chance to uh, come in here, you know, week one, um, in theory, there's uh, less that these teams would know about each other than. Uh, they might have it even at the end of stage two um, just with the way things are shaken up um, but, but yeah it could, could go either way uh, I think you know for it to for it to go towards Philly it's got to be uh, lots of just strong team play that's been there sometimes and, and hasn't been there in others um, you, you know the tanks the Phillies tanks can be good they can be uh, you know a little questionable Uh I, I think E Q O on the on the break is um, probably a little bit more consistent than Carpe Zaria But uh, you, you know, together it's you, you definitely uh, you, you know I, I could definitely see this going uh, either way. But you know, uh, towards Philly here in this pick that I'm
0: making. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a close one. I agree with you. Um, both of them, and that's both their only game this week, so they're both only preparing for each other. Should be a good matchup. Uh, then we move on to Sunday, the first game. Sunday, New York, London. Uh, this is a classic one, obviously. Have we seen New York and London play each other yet this this season?
1: Um, like in, um, if not in playoffs, then no, because yeah,
0: because both of them are. Um, yep, both of them are happening this stage. Actually, they play each other week three, of this stage as well. Uh, so nice. this so this is a this is a big game, obviously the two best Atlantic teams uh, last season. I believe they're the two best Atlantic teams now, right? Let me look at the standings.
1: Yes. probably best standings yeah. I, mean, yep. I guess I'm trying to think, yeah, probably just in general
0: too. <laughs> yeah oh yeah, just in general as well. I would definitely say it. so this is a this is a really big matchup. Um, New York looked a little better this season so far, I would think. Um, especially record rise twelve and two against London's nine and five, but London's a little looking. I mean, they were definitely better in stage two, even though they ended it sort of on a real poor note, getting upset by Hangzhou in the quarterfinals when they definitely should have made semifinals. Um, but that's, I mean, New York does that all the time, you know. So uh, they can do whatever they want. This is another tough one. Um, but I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the London upset here. I like London here. Um, I'm not I'm I'm not too hot on New York. I know New York. I mean New York has really talented players, but I'm not too hot on them. Too often they've lost to Atlanta rain twice. Um, and that might be an anomaly or whatever. But I, I like London's team a lot. Obviously, they're the, they're the defending champions. I like their roster a lot. They're getting better at goats every every week. We see them, so I'm going London.
1: Yeah, they've um, you know definitely turning up. Uh, and you know, again, probably to be contrarian, uh, but you know partly because it's going to be close. I'm going for New York for this series. Um, that you know again, it's I don't think anybody. Uh, at least with with credit is arguing that that this is um, not still a really good team, and um, you know whether or not uh, the you know they can pull it together here. I think they definitely got the potential um, to to make this a pretty solid win. Like like you said, they've um, you know, on the whole been performing much better than London uh, through the season, and uh, yeah, I guess it might you know it might come down to like a map thing. It might um, you know it's hard to tell. Um, you know, with a team like New York, but again, we, we we can't see that yet, so it's hard to make that sort of decision. But, um, but yeah, I'll go with New York. Um, sort of the the standard following the uh, the season standings sort of pick. But you know, it works.
0: Yeah. Um, last game of the entire week, and the last game we're predicting: Vancouver, Los Angeles Gladiators. This is the first time we're seeing these two teams face off. Um, two fantastic teams, obviously. like Gladiators had a really good stage last stage. Vancouver, uh, they're still undefeated. They're 14-0. and They had a worse stage somehow just just because they lost in the stage finals to the San Francisco Shocks. They're coming off of uh, what you could call their first loss of the, of the season, even though it doesn't show up in the standings. Um, yeah,
1: it was something like... 278 days or something yeah uh for those particular players Uh, even from runaway
0: yeah so you gotta you gotta wonder do they just get right back up or do they stay down for a little bit uh, especially against a really good gladiators team um and my answer is they get right back up uh even though i'm a big gladiators fan i think they tend to struggle against uh bigger name teams uh, I think they'll easily destroy those people below them in the standings, but when it comes to big games like New York in the stage playoffs and stuff like that, it seems like they get easily handled. Um just because they're not used to those big pressure games. I mean, they still got they got their their best their best player Decay, is still like a rookie in this league. He still seems to have stage fright sometimes when uh when they're in big moments like that. Uh, and I think that continues here. I think Vancouver wins this one. What do you think, Jeff?
1: Yeah, I've got a. Uh, I'm gonna give it the same way. I think like uh, like San Francisco in our first pick, uh, Vancouver is such a really hard team to bet against. Um, yeah, they're the, the only uh, undefeated team in the regular season currently, um, and you know while you, you you can argue, oh, New York was uh, you know that was a flub, whatever. It's a flub that happened twice. Shock is really good. Vancouver is really good. Um, gladiators are right there with them uh, but yeah I, I'm with you that I, it's, I'm not convinced it's going to happen this time um, did you say it's happened again later or is it, they're playing each other later again
0: probably if they haven't I don't think they've played each other yet so they're probably playing each other again know. sometime
1: I don't know I, you know I think um, that one we can definitely you know sort of reevaluate and see what's going on but
0: <laughs> yeah they're playing, uh, they're playing week four of this stage once again um, oh, you June thirtieth. Yes, that'll be a. Uh,
1: I guess the rest of the stage isn't too bad, though, for, for gladiators. But, uh, but yeah. So, like I said, depending on how this first match goes, we can we can reevaluate the second. But, um, I, I think going into originally, it's it's really hard not to pick Vancouver.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, that's all we got, for for this episode. So it's definitely a little bit of a shorter one, Our forty our 40th episode's going to be almost 40 minutes. Um, don't know if, if, if that's a, the best celebration, but I mean, <laughs> we, we don't got to, we don't have too much else here. Um, it'll work out. Unless we'll, you have, we'll have
1: else. a, we'll have a full week of competition next week. And, oh yeah. Uh, nice. maybe I'm trying to think we won't have a PTR patch. Cause that's, that's basically done. I think this is the last week of the anniversary event. I want to say,
0: Hmm. So yeah, probably
1: Maybe go out and get your skins and whatever
0: Yeah, and you can obviously get any skin So go, it's get, true. go get a skin
1: Spend all your credits and then buy more loot boxes to get more credits
0: Yes, support the <laughs> game <laughs> Something like that, I don't know Uh, But yeah, that's all we got for you guys this week. If you want to follow us on social media, my personal account is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter account at OnTheFlankShow. You can go check out our predictions and the standings for our predictions there. Um, You can tweet at us or you can email us ontheflankshow at gmail.com if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this in one way. If you'd like to listen to another, you can go to ontheflank.podbean.com, my personal YouTube channel, John George. You can find that on my Twitter, most likely. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and enjoy the beginning of Stage 3.